You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. So we're just starting the 11th chapter of Yuvamot. And most of the 11th chapter is actually about mix-ups. It's about children that get kind of mixed up. Um, children, uh, basically situations where we're not really quite sure who are the parents. So most of the chapters about mix-ups, but the first two Mishnayot, and those are the Mishnayot which we're going to look at just now, are not about mix-ups, but they're about the status of extramarital sex. And in order to understand these Mishnayot, we need a verse. It's a verse from Devarim. Lo yikach ish et eshet aviv. A person shouldn't take the wife of his father. Marrying the wife of your father is a forbidden relationship. And in fact, the verse goes on. Um, you shall not uncover your father's skirt. That there's something about a sexual relationship with someone who your father has had a sexual relationship with, which is completely forbidden. Maybe this is to do with kind of parent-father-son rivalry. I'm not sure, but it's, it's, it's a forbidden relationship. And that's the, the verses in Devarim, in Deuteronomy. And the halachic midrash on Devarim, the Sifrei, states as follows. Mikan amru nosin al You can't marry someone who your father has married, the Sifrei is saying. But you may marry someone who he's had a sexual relationship with outside marriage. And the rabbis, by the way, just don't have a regular word for sexual sex outside marriage. They refer to someone who is raped or someone who is seduced. I mean, it's very interesting that there's no there's no um, that there's no blame attached to the woman in this situation. So there is a double standard here. But in this double standard, the man seems to take all responsibility for the relationship. Either he's raped this person or he's seduced her. But somehow this is against her will, as if it's just uh, maybe the rabbis assume that a woman would not have sex with this man, you know, willingly without marriage. But anyway, the Sifrei Devarim is saying, a person shouldn't take the wife of his father. The Sifre is saying this only applies to his wife. It doesn't apply to other women with whom he might have had a relationship. And the Mishnah is now going to codify this, this rule, codify the halacha. That's in this is now. So now we're going to jump into the first Mishnah of the 11th chapter. Nosin al ha'anusavi al a person is permitted to marry. The Hebrew now says, "al," literally on top of. Literally, the Hebrew is, "A person is permitted to marry on top of a woman who he's raped or seduced." Al ha'anusave al hamufuta, but the implication is a, a relative of because. If he'd married this woman, clearly he wouldn't be allowed to marry her relative. That's a forbidden relationship. But nosin a person is permitted to marry a relative of someone he's raped or seduced. And by the way, even though this is halacha in 
And, and Rabbi, by the way, Rabbi Yudah is going to disagree at the end of um, the Mishnah. Rabbi Yudah is going to say, Rabbi Yudah Omer, Rabbi, Rabbi Yudah Oser, Ba'anusat Aviv, Umufutat Aviv. Rabbi Yudah actually forbids with a woman who's, whom one's father has raped or seduced. But, and and the, the it's interesting that the halacha is not according to Rabbi Huda, but the rabbis actually do forbid in general, the, the, the rabbis do, the, the Mishnah says, no sin. The Mishnah says one is permitted to marry. And kind of the rabbis, deraita from a Torah point of view, accept that. But Durabanan, they actually forbid it. They, 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 the rabbis will not allow it. And the reason they give is, look, look this woman, you, you marry a relative of a woman you raped or seduced, this woman herself is going to be around. And you might be kind of tempted to reignite that irregular relationship with her. And the rabbis won't allow that. So even though the Mishnah rules a person is permitted, actually the rabbis rule that he's not permitted until the woman concerned has passed away. In other words, after her death, he can marry a relative, but not before her death. And the Mishnah then goes on to say, And someone who seduces or rapes a relative of his married wife is guilty. So in other words, he's guilty of an illicit relationship. But a person can marry a woman who his father has had a relationship with. Um, whether he's an illicit relationship, whether his father has raped or has seduced her, or a woman who is who, or fan matter who a woman who his son has raped or seduced. So again, if his father had married, or his father or son had married this woman, this relationship would be completely disallowed. And Rabbi Yudah will forbid it. But the it, it's as if to say that, that a sexual relationship outside marriage doesn't carry the halachic implications of the sexual relationship within marriage. It just doesn't carry those overtones. And then, as we mentioned, Rabbi Yudal, Ser, Rabbi Yudal forbids with a woman whose father, whom one's father has raped or seduced. And then we then go on to pick up something which I, I think is maybe just distantly related. This is the second Mishnah in the chapter, and this is the last Mishnah that we learn before we get into all these cases of mixed up identity. Giorek. Giorek shenit gayer baneha ima, the sons of a female convert who converted with her. So in other words, she converted, and she had children who also converted at the same time. But they these are born before, these were born or conceived, born and conceived, before the conversion. So they were born, essentially, their mother at the time of their birth was not Jewish. And in general, the halakha treats the children, children who convert as people who don't have a paternal relationship. Essentially, the process of conversion 
it's almost like a process of acquiring a new family and the relationship with the birth father, with the biological father is broken. And of course, we know that a relationship with a biological father is essential for Yibum because the um the duty of, of the duty, you know, the purpose of lover of marriage is for one brother to raise up, um, raise up a descendant for his his deceased childless brother. But in order for this to work, they need to be brothers. In other words, they need to share. They need to share a paternal relationship or a maternal relationship. And the process of conversion breaks all those bounds. It's almost as if it resets the family relationships from, it resets them to zero. And so the Mishnah says, So this, this female convert, her sons converted with her. So that family relationship has been broken. They don't perform chalitza or yibum. Essentially, there's no, there's no obligation of yibum. Because in halacha, at any rate, they're not considered brothers. They might be biological brothers physically, but halachically, that bond has been broken by their, by their conversion. By the way, the same would apply for inheritance. The bond is broken. Even if one of them, even if only, even if one of them was born after the conversion and the other before, the same applies. <laughs> Even if the first one was not conceived in holiness, so the first one was conceived before she became Jewish, but was born after she became Jewish. So the conception seems to have an important halachic implication here. As if the fact of birth um, the fact of birth to a Jewish mother isn't sufficient to, if you like, establish Jewish status. And the second one was both conceived and born in holiness. So the second one is certainly Jewish because he's born of a Jewish mother, but the first one is not. So you could say, if you like, the first one has a Jewish father. Sorry, the second one has a Jewish father. The first one does not. And in that situation, there is no bond of yibum or chalitza. The lever at marriage just doesn't apply. And there might be implications here, by the way, for surrogate pregnancy. Because the uh, Mishnah seems to be saying that someone who's conceived um, by someone who's not Jewish, but born from someone who is Jewish, essentially takes their Jewish status from conception. Now, this is not the only, the only comment that the Talmud has to say about this. It does bring opposite examples as well. But it's, it's interesting to think about kind of surrogacy in these terms. And so also the sons of a maidservant, a female slave who were freed with her. So if a female slave gains the freedom and she has children, already living at that point and they gain freedom with her then similarly the family bond is broken they're not considered to have a common parent according to halakha and that means that if one of them dies 
The other one is not subjected, is not liable for chalitza and yibum. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict.